Happy New Year, everybody, from the Everyday Sniper. You got Frank here. A little different episode. I'm just really kind of popping on to say thank you and to go over a little bit. Uh, As many of you heard, my dad passed away on Christmas morning. Uh, Last minute, I had to fly out to Connecticut and uh, help my brother and take care of that situation. Mike and Adam stepped up, did a great job with that load development podcast. Uh, I really appreciate that. Um, But, you know, just going back, I'm still here in Connecticut uh, trying to help out. Uh, You know, I live in Colorado. They live here in Connecticut. And, you know, my dad uh, had a lot of, um, he had cancer. He was missing a kidney, dialysis every week and things like that. So uh, he was basically making prep but never finished. Well, just, uh, you know, a few days before Christmas, he, he was going out, he was doing his regular stuff, you know, no sympathy, nothing like that. The guy was hardcore, and um, he fell, and because of the dialysis and all the problems, had to go in the hospital and to have his leg repaired. Unfortunately, he did not recover from that. They were able to uh, keep him going until I was uh, able to arrive, but the support from the community has been fantastic, and I just want to say thank you to everybody from the Everyday Sniper, from Sniper's Hide, from the shooting community, the uh, people who knew me, didn't know me, all those kinds of things. Uh, it, it was amazing. We, you know, it's hard, man. It's it's a tough thing to have a, a, a family member, especially your dad, pass, and especially to have to do it on Christmas morning. Um, that m- makes it, you know, even worse. Uh, my daughter was out here uh, a couple weeks before, and she was here for the holidays, so she was super close to my dad, tough for that kind of thing. And, um, you know, back in the day, they used to do, you know, the big Italian funeral thing and all that. And, and just with that, you know, the holiday and stuff, we had a nice one day event at the funeral home. He, I, he looked fantastic, everything. They did a great job. And then we came back to the house here and had a, a you know, luncheon, dinner for everybody from one of our favorite places, uh, right down the same street, he had a shop called Gaetano's. Uh, really fantastic food. If you ever come by Stratford, Connecticut, man, just come look for Gaetano's. My dad was a mainstay of Barnum Avenue, Stratford, and Bridgeport. Uh, I can't even tell you how many years. Uh, he was a master mechanic, uh, worked on cars, built cars, race cars, did all kinds of stuff uh, in the past. And, and so... Um, you know, the, the community stepped up, gave him a fantastic fond farewell. And, and so uh, it's it's just me coming on to say thank you. Uh, thank you to everybody who sent flowers, who, who sent their well wishes. It was amazing. I went into the funeral home that, that Saturday morning, first thing. You know, we get there before everybody else. And, you know, I'm looking at the flowers that are there. And there's one from the guys from Sniper's Hide. Um, made me feel really proud to know that those guys stepped up. I did make posts on Sniper's Hide. I'm not going to repeat them. They took me too long to make when I did them. Uh, it was it was a tough thing to kind of rehash everything. It's not the big stuff. You know what I mean? Like the, the, the Saturday morning, that that decision was actually quite easy just because of his health and where he was. And, you know, that there was no gray area with the doctors. You know, they told us straight up, there is not going to be a Christmas miracle for you. Uh, you're doing the right thing. So that that makes it so much easier. The tough part is all the little stuff, all the ways he touched people and the different things he did. My dad was super generous uh, in that way. 
you know, and, and helping out and, and doing different uh, things. So those stories, you know, just the, the people who come in and said, oh, you didn't know, but your dad did this. Oh, you didn't know, but your dad did that. And, and that's the tough part to, to kind of, you know, to share that with them. But I mean, you know, he, he, he raised strong kids and, and we're just wrapping up stuff. And I don't, my brothers had to deal with all of this stuff. Um, my mom's still alive, but she's been sick and things like that is going on with her. And then my dad, I mean, this has been a long battle. Cancer sucks, man. He he had cancer. They removed the kidney. They thought they got it. There was some complications, you know, as it progressed throughout the year. And then, um, you know, they were talking about fixing it. Well, his platelets dropped to like, you know, really low digits. And, and they knew it came back. They just weren't sure where. And when the, the, the fall happened, it, it, it was just too much. And, and he knew. He, he was a smart guy and, and knew what was going on. So he was prepping. Unfortunately, time ran out. So we're, we're, I'm going to be back by the weekend. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be back in, in the saddle and all that. But I'm spending this extra week just to help my brother. With the holidays, it's really, really hard because you can't get anything done. You have to wait for everything. Uh, you know, you're looking at Christmas and then that that weekend between and then New Year's. And so it it really stalls a lot of what can be accomplished. So now uh, really it's just down to his shop. He was in the process of selling the business and, and transferring it to the new guy. But there's still a ton of stuff. I mean, we talk about rifles and everything. You know, I have this rifle, that rifle. Everybody's like, oh, how many AIs you have? Talk about toolboxes, you know, he's got snap-on toolboxes that are as big as a wall, you know, and, and you just want to make sure that none of that stuff kind of disappears or anything like that. There's three toolboxes here, there's, you know, three over there, so we just have to consolidate all that kind of stuff, but um, again, this is, this is going to be short. It's gonna. It's it, it's not going to be your typical episode. So I understand if you if you tuned out right away or you're gonna tune out uh, really quick. I I am gonna keep it, you know, really short. Uh, I'm just waiting. In the next thirty minutes or so, my brother will be coming over here, and we're heading right back out to get at it. But uh, you know, it, it's 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 funny. You go through the house and you're kind of looking at some of the stuff and you're grabbing it. I, he had down at his shop 425 of my pictures from the Marine Corps. I was kind of looking for him. I wasn't sure where my stuff went, you know. I mean, because I move around. I, I hadn't been here for ages. I, I live in Denver. I travel. I do this. I do that. I don't come home that often, you know, and, and that might be a bad thing, you know. But uh, he, he had all these pictures. So yesterday I spent the day, We you know, didn't bother my brother. We chilled out. Uh, let him decompress because, you know, everybody pulls you in 15 million directions. And I digitized all my pictures and, you know, I'll be trickling them out, posting them up, stuff of the original 50 cal that we use, uh, stuff with Mark Taylor's in there from Alaska Precision Rifle and, and all those different things. There's photographs I didn't remember. There's guys that I'm actually friends with on Facebook from back in that day and I found photographs of them which will be nice. You know, I'm going to go over and post them for him and say, hey, remember this one? And, and, you know, stuff from the 80s and everything. And, oh, my God, the 80s clothes and hair and stuff. There's one picture. It's a goof. Um, I come home for a 96 weekend. And 
my mom had a little luncheonette, uh, you know, kind of little breakfast lunch place. They opened early, early in the morning, closed by like, you know, two in the afternoon. And so I would go in there and that, but my aunt across the street was a hairdresser. And so, you know, at that time when I actually had hair, it it was, uh, I had, you know, black hair and stuff like that. So I frosted it. I had some, I had that typical Guido frosted hair going on and went back from my 96. Remember getting in trouble and the lieutenant's like, that hair better be one color by the time I get back from lunch or else, you know, that kind of stuff, which I don't, you know, back then that's how it was. I guess today you probably get away with it, you know, but just finding all these different things is, is, is brings back some good stuff. And, you know, we're focusing on the positive, man. You know, there's good and bad in everything. There, 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 there was, uh, some, some things that, that happened with family. I, you know, my dad's family's mainly in Italy. Uh, there, he has his brothers alive. His, his, his older brother passed away in 1965, was killed on the job, worked for, uh, United Illuminating, uh, the electric company. And somebody had made a mistake and, and, and he, he was killed in a, like an, in an accident and then um, his sister had passed away uh, about 12 years ago. Well, he has a younger brother who lives down in Florida. And so he came up and we saw him. But other than that family, most of his family that's here in the U.S. was older and passed away. But we had just recently reconnected with our family back over in Italy. Uh, somewhere from the, uh, from the backside of the heel over there. Um, um, Avellino's for where my grandmother was from, uh, just outside of Bari, there's a little town and, and things, um, is where my grandfather's from. And there's a big galley contingent over there in the Cantonello side of the family had reached out on Facebook, a younger girl, uh, she's a cousin of mine and she found us all on Facebook and connected. So that's where the majority of them are. Now my mom's side is huge. My mom was one of 14 kids. They all live right around here. So that support side is really, really good. And, and, and they were great, man. You know, it, it's tough when you, when you go right from the hospital to the, 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 you know, the Christmas lunch or dinner, however you want to look at it. But they were all there. Everybody just rallied around. And we just, you know, we didn't focus on the bad. We just, you know, enjoyed all the good. And, and, and it's, it's, a, it's a goof. Um, you know, as far as, uh, that, that's kind of like my new year's resolution thing is try to focus a little bit more on that. Good. You'll still get your fundamental Frank. I'm still going to rant and do those different things. But the main thing is focus on some of the positive things and try to bring these things around and say, well, how can we do them better? Be, be positive, be productive, be, uh, be something there. Cause you know, uh, the, the funny with the swearing, because my dad swears, you know, worse than I do. And, and he's a mentor with that. At his shop, he still has this young 20-something kid. He always brought up uh, kids that were almost ready to drop out of school. He would let them work for him, and the schools would graduate them, which was crazy, you know, back in the day. Uh, they, they let you get away with stuff you could never do uh, today. And, and so he... He was always a teacher himself, always prided himself on teaching people, and he used to waver back and forth. He went to Bullard Haven's Tech here in Bridgeport, and, you know, early on when he was kind of transitioning out of one of his gas stations to, you know, before uh, the different repair shops, he had, he had mentioned, oh, I might want to be a teacher at Bullard Haven's, you know, but then they start asking for 
some college creds and things like that. And they didn't do that. He went to work when he was 15, you know. There's no college in his background. And, uh, you know, so it, it, it's it's that upbringing and that mentality and kind of honoring that part of his legacy is is where I'm going to go for 2019. And, and, you know, I think everybody should kind of do a little bit of reflection. Ah, maybe not. I don't think I should be dictating to you guys what you should be doing. But I, I'm, I'm going to be a little bit more reflective, a little little bit more uh, not so jump the gun. But you're still going to see the F-bombs and the things like that. Because, you know, like him, it wasn't personal. It was just part of his personality and how we grew up. You know, it's funny, my cousin Mikey and stuff, we, we're, uh, we're sitting down having a drink and everything. And, and, you know, when my dad was a child, he had some of those early, you know, 50s and stuff, um, 40s and 50s, rather. He was born in the 40, in 1940. Um, he, he, my uncle had thought he had polio, but it wasn't. It was like a, a rheumatic fever or something like that. And it caused a heart murmur and different things. And so since the 60s, they've been telling him he was on borrowed time. He was going to have a heart attack early, all these different stuff. And, and my cousin Mikey reminds me, he goes, um, your dad said they've been trying, telling him he was going to be dead since he was 1965. And he buried four of his doctors, you know, and, and it's just a goof that, you know, four of those doctors coming up didn't make it as long as he did. And, you know, he lived a good, you know, rich life, went to the Christmas parties he still went down to the boat club this year and played Santa Claus like he always did for the kids down there. So, you know, right up until the last minute, he went in for surgery. He 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 knew what was going on. It was his leg. It wasn't the first time. He's he's had both his legs worked on, knee replacements, things like that. He just didn't wake up, you know? So it it, it it's not something where other than the pain and the dialysis. But, he, you know, even there, he entertained people. Dad was good with dirty jokes, man. He used to always have a dirty joke in his back pocket and an endless supply of them. So, um, you know, y- you got to look at that uh, that example. You have to look at, at that part of his life and say, yep, y- that's easy. I could do that. And, and, and that's the kind of stuff that w- we're focused on um, in, you know, just the hard work of closing everything down. But I want to, again, say thank you. I think there was 400 and something people on just my Facebook page when I had said something. And then the stuff on the hide. And, and you know, then my brothers and, you know, the other people who shared it. But I had almost close to 500 responses. And, and that means a lot. So, uh, again, you know, I'm, I'll probably be back this weekend. So Monday I'll, I'll be, I'll be right back to work. Cause that's what he did. It, it, my, you know, my brother was telling the story where these doctors are asking him, well, um, how does he get to dialysis? And then like, my brother's like, well, he drives to dialysis. And then like, well, how does he get home? And he like, he drives himself home. You know, he, he would do it early, early in the morning. He, he would relax a little bit by one o'clock. He was in the shop. You know, that's what kept him going, man. He, I remember, he, you know, him falling down. He played volleyball one time, fell down, broke his leg. He was in work the next day. You know, all those kind of things, the hernia surgeries and, you know, all the different stuff. He went right back to work. I think he had like four hernia surgeries because he never let himself recover. You know, it's just a hardcore, hardworking dude, man. He, uh, something you don't see every day like that. 
So anyway, a couple things that I did see. I, I'm going to get out of that again. Thanks. Uh, there, uh, I was tooling around Facebook a little bit, uh, you know, driving here, driving there. I'm in the passenger seat for most of this stuff. Phil Vallejo, man, you heard the podcast from him. That guy puts these little videos up on Facebook. I'm going to try to, if maybe tonight, um, you know, because I'm just chilling out here. There's no internet here. I'm using my my phone and uh, the uh, cellular service because the house, uh, again, was in the process of being shut down. It's actually, it, it'll, it'll be, um, it, it's already been taken care of on that side for the end of January. But so there's no Wi-Fi. There's nothing like that. I'd have to go sit at Starbucks or something to go get dang Wi-Fi. But Phil Vallejo is posting some fantastic videos in this little uh, between Christmas and New Year's stuff. His fail video. Watch it. I can embed and you could post that stuff on Sniper's Hide. Uh, I'll try to make a, a section in there for the Everyday Sniper for Phil's videos. Phil's doing some fantastic work. The other one I saw that I think is doing a great job is Joel Wise with the Precision Rifle Network. Um, he's now like the official videographer, podcaster for the PRS and Shannon K. I don't know where uh, Joel, I've met him. I met him at Blakely. Um, we did that interview. There's one with me from the Precision Rifle Expo. But I know he's working pretty hardcore with Shannon and He's busting out a lot of little videos and a lot of little stuff, and it's it's a worthwhile thing to look at if you're looking for more positive resources. Who are guys that you should look at versus who are the ones that I'm like, okay, I roll, you know, forget that stuff, dude. Are, are you kidding me? You you actually put that out in public? Whoa. But Phil's not one of them. You got Kalen and his stuff, and then Joel looks like he's doing some really great stuff and giving out a lot of really positive information. So definitely check those ones out. Those would be something I should say to go look at. And then to fall back on what Mike and Adam did. Again, really great feedback on their load development podcast and all their stuff. Sniper's Hide has two very big reloading forum sections. Okay, one of them is more informational product gear, different things, technique, and all that. The other one, the Reloading Depot, has people's recipes for more calibers than I can list. It is pages and pages and pages. And what you'll do is you'll go in there, and just for like a 6.5 Creed more, there's X number of pages. Well, there's all different recipes, and people are putting out all the different stuff um, hang on a second. I got my mom calling and I'm going to put you on hold. Sorry, man. Priorities. I, I had to take care of mom. Um, but there's the reloading depot. So there's all the recipes and people will put all the detail. They'll talk about what brass they use, what primer they use, uh, lengths, widths, heights, this, that, the other thing. And you'll see patterns appear. What you want to start looking for is those patterns in them for starting points. And And I honestly, for me personally... I use a lot of that information in the Reloading Depot for my own reloading. I'm going to get into it a little bit more. I have a, a, a minor setup at the house, but my garage isn't really set for that. We have a really small house, and I think I'm going to take some of that stuff to the, the place over there at Mile High, and I'll put something together. And I know Adam's got a really elaborate setup, and, and maybe we can get over to his house and, and pop a video or something. But... um. 
Warner Tool just sent me their six millimeters. I have some more of the 160s and, and then some other different bullets that are running around. Uh, like I said, I've, I've never been a big reloader just because of my schedule and the travel. And I've always looked for that, that uh, factory load uh, you know, option. I need it. You know what I mean? I just have to be able to go and, and not worry about, hey, can I sit there and load enough ammo to go on to the next trip? No, I can buy it. But the reloading depot is where I go. I'll go to that location and I'll say, okay, this one, this one, this one. All right, here, here's a pattern, 43 grains of H4350. There's a lot of people that are dancing around then. So I'll know I'll start around that thing or, or that number and then work from there. Now, for me, I always do uh, 2.830 because I want it to be magazine fed and I want it to, you know, function and work that way. So, you know, my seating depth doesn't really get too crazy. I try to keep it within that zone. And then, you know, I look at a speed. I'm trying to hit a speed stuff. So that's where I start playing with powders nowadays. Uh, I've told people many times about 2000 MR with the 308. You know, 185 juggernaut, 46 grains of 2000 MR, 2.830. I'm at, out of a 20-inch barrel, I'm just at 2,700 feet per second with a 185, and it's a one-hole load. So, you know, all that comes from Sniper's Hide, the reloading depot, you know, and, and this is where powders come into play and in, in, in playing around with different powders uh, nowadays because they're getting so, you know, used to just be you had Varget, you know, and then you had that and uh, you, the or the... Or the, the 4831 shortcut for the 260s and stuff. But now people are getting into, you know, just just playing with the different burn rates and playing with, with the different things. So where you're going to find that information, the Sniper's Hide Reloading section. So if you're new, if, 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 you're, if you're taking those little mental notes or even physical notes and you're listening to what Mike and Adam are saying, head over to Sniper's Hide and match up that information to what's in the Reloading Depot. If you have a question, you go into the other reloading section and guys will help you immediately. The forum is so busy, questions are being answered really fast, and you're not going to have to wade through the crap like on Facebook. I mean, I am seeing less and less of the gun people put anything of value on Facebook. I really almost think like um, Joel advertises on there, but like Phil uses it. But less and less people are using it in that way just because all those groups and stuff are getting shut down. I just saw uh, there's that Steven guy, Steven, uh, Steve F or whatever. His, his long range something was shut down and then he just restarted it from scratch. It's like, why, dude? You know what I mean? It, it, it's like there's the one place I'm not going to be positive. It's, it, it's like, what's the definition of insanity? Facebook just crushed you and you just redid the same thing over again thinking you'll have a different outcome down the road. When that freaking algorithm comes back around, it's going to take you out. So, you know, I'm not going to shut down the hide and turn your stuff off when you're asking questions and doing these things. You're finding stuff that's historical that goes back from the beginning of the site. I do prune stuff in the beginning of the year. Uh, mainly in the um, in the for sale section because it's server space, you know, but I don't prune stuff of value and I don't try to do that. You know what I mean? So 
uh, I, you know, I still want to keep this part of the Everyday Sniper podcast and, and not get into the, the whole, you know, old Frank kind of stuff. But uh, really, there, there's there's good information to be had. It, it, it's, it's not playing the games of the Facebook and social media stuff. And it's just not some, you know, ha ha ha, let's be funny and, and throw out silly comments. People understand that you guys are coming looking for details. You guys are coming looking for information. You know, ask a silly question. You might get a silly answer, but somebody will come in and, and say, nah, dude, you're, 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 you're going in the wrong direction. Try going this way and it'll work. All right, guys, like I said, this is going to be short. Uh, I only got about seven more minutes before Dan's going to be rolling in. Again, thank you for everything. Thanks for the support. I'm going to be right back at it and going to work. Uh, that's what Len would have wanted. Uh, you know, if, if if any of your family members or any of that stuff has got cancer or anything about that, think about throwing a few bucks to the Cancer Association. You know, it helps. that They're always working on something. And he he, he had that. He, he, he had a lot of this stuff for a long time. And even my mom in the same way. Their, their, their illnesses last a long time. And it's, it's the breakthroughs in medicine that, that extend their lives for the better. You know, my mom's driving and doing all this stuff when originally they said it wasn't going to happen, you know. And, and she's out independent. She's helping and doing all, all these things. And it's just, you know, it, it, it's something to think about. Get your New Year's resolution. Like I said, I'm not really a New Year's resolution guy, but I am going to you know, follow my dad's example a little bit tighter. And I'll try just not to swear as much anyway. Alrighty, guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for being part of the community because it is a community. Uh, I, I said this, if you want to go read my post on Sniper Side, go ahead. Uh, it's long, but I said this is a community. And if you think about, we live on a cul-de-sac here or the house is on a cul-de-sac. You could build the nicest house on the block. If a bunch of dirt bags move in, it's still a shitty friggin' place to deal with. You know what I mean? So regardless of Sniper's Hide and what it looks like, regardless of the everyday sniper, it all comes down to you guys, the community. You're the ones that that make it what it is. You're the ones that are feeding it. And, you know, all I'm doing is, is you know, I'm putting gas in the car. And, and that's it. Well, you know, how it gets driven and how well it goes is a function of all of us. So, alrighty, enough said, man. Cheers. <laughs>